0: hello 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 fgt nation how are we doing it's me matt your favorite hostess with the mostest solo on this episode i'm gonna call it episode 2.5 i'll let sean put his episode as three you know two co-hosts each doing a separate episode gotta call it a half so with that being said I'm going to start off with two shout-outs. The first goes to Damian Winslow at Infected Concepts for not only the badass logo and the badass cover photo, but the absolute kick-ass merch. If you haven't got it yet, check it out. T-shirts and hoodies. $15 plus 5 shipping for the t-shirts. $35 plus 5 shipping for the hoodies. And if you haven't checked out uh, Infected Concepts yet, Give it a check out. I know Damien's definitely willing to work on any price range, all types of graphic designs from concert stuff to wrestling, because you know he and I do some do some indie wrestling on the side, uh, amongst you know anything else you could think of for graphic design. Give him a shout out. Infected Concept. You can find them on Facebook, and we also you know will be having the site on the page, as well as to Justin Dennis at Slick Shades, S L Y K Shades. Hooking us up with the promo code FGT20. get you 20% off anything. It's snowing right now, but summer's just around the corner. And I know a lot of people going on vacation. So make sure you hook it up. Look up Slick Shades on Facebook. S-L-Y-K Shades. You can, uh, you know, FGT20 promo code at checkout. Save some money. look sexy as hell. Why not? Now I know... You know, a week or so ago, I had put up for a vote on what my first solo episode should be. Uh, it was going to be between a mini Minchu Mania episode, which I'm still so excited for. Haven't had a chance to do that yet. But also, was looking to do some Patriot stuff. Well, things change, as we know. And since that post... The amount of quarterback news has and controversies and just information has been thrown at you. So instead, I mean, maybe we'll touch on some Minshew stuff. We'll see what happens. Maybe some Patriots stuff. But this episode is going to focus on just some reactions to some quarterback movement, some lack of movement, and just some things going on in the league. That seemingly came out of nowhere in some places. I know there was chatter, but just just what happened is insane. I mean, I'm going to start off first and foremost with Aaron Rodgers throwing a hissy fit all season, acting like a spoiled diva, and then staying in Green Bay. Now, there's been speculations on whether or not, you know, it's for four year 200 with 153 guaranteed or it's a more friendly deal. Whatever it might be, Green Bay was in no position to bring him back. Now, if I'm looking at it correctly, I believe that Devontae Adams got franchise tagged as well. I'm going to look that up real quick just to kind of double check that. So, give me one second. Uh, yeah, they used the franchise tag on him, so it looks like Green Bay is coming back with Rodgers and Devontae again. Uh, we'll see what happens with MVS, you know, Lazard, things of that nature, kind of who's behind them. Uh, but there's zero inclination to think that this is going to be anything other than the same team it was last year, which boggles my mind. Why you would want to make Aaron Rodgers, the highest-paid quarterback, and leave yourself with zero money. Mind you, the highest-paid quarterback of all time, not just, like, currently, ever. This is fucking ever. So they were already, they already had to adjust so many contracts just to get to some kind of positive cap space. And then you go out and you use all that space you just cleared up on literally two fucking guys. Devontae Adams with the franchise tag and Aaron Rodgers on a potential $50 million a year deal. I don't understand how that makes sense. I don't understand how you can do that deal and then still convince your fans and other players that you want to be... And are a competitive team. You're putting out the same, if not worse, talent. Because it's not even a guarantee that you're going to bring in anything talent-wise with him. With Devontae. You know, on on the offense. Yeah, you might have Lazard still. You might have... I don't even know if they have Donyan. But the fact of the matter is... You already weren't a Super Bowl team... And now you've spent all your money, so you're not going to become a Super Bowl team. So what was the point of this? Why appease the diva that is Aaron Rodgers? Trade his ass. Like, you guys screw yourselves. And I I say you guys, meaning like teams and GMs and coaches. It should not get to a point where your quarterback is dictating what you do. You know, yes, you should want to work in tandem with your quarterback to build a better team and bring in players that they work with and gel with, but they shouldn't be calling every single shot. And this shows that he is. Aaron Rodgers made this big deal last year, the whole season, about how this might not be, you know, this might not be a guaranteed thing next year. This could be it. We heard reports that it was agreed that he would play this season and then get traded this off season, And now we're hearing this. I grew up as a Packers fan, to be honest. And I don't know if a lot of you people know this, but I grew up as a Packers fan because I loved Brett Favre. My uncle instilled Brett Favre into me from a young age. So I, I remember the, the sadness of watching Favre leave, but then seeing what this guy Aaron Rodgers could do and him coming out of nowhere and not replacing, but... Being a compa- a comparable option of his own magnitude and his own abilities. And now you're doing the same shit. Only uh, uh, different than Brett Favre for the same magnitude and the same ideas. You want to be a fucking diva. Why, Aaron? Why? What are you achieving here besides just getting an absolute dick ton of money? Please, like... Enlighten us. I don't understand how this is going to work. I don't understand how Green Bay can put anything around him. Now, again, with that being said, fantasy wise, Rogers still a top quarterback. Devontae Adams still a, one of the top three receivers in football, in my opinion. With this being you know with this folding up you know unfolding the way it has. Um, still unsure as to how that affects Aaron Jones. Um, mainly because we saw some Aaron Jones. And, um, what the hell is his name? Oh, God, I'm immediately blanking on him, too. See? And this is why we need Sean here. Because, typically, he would, uh, A.J. Dillon. There it is. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. Jesus Christ. He showed some potential, and they finished with very, very similar stats. So I'm curious to see now if maybe you might see a move-on from Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon to try to bring some other offensive weapons into the mix, or are you just going to see an uptick in usage from A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones to try to compensate? So definitely going to want to keep an eye on that. Um, If I'm looking at players for drafting, I'm probably going to lean more towards Dillon in the running backs, out of this, out of these two teams, not on talent, just based on where you can get them, I think Jones is still going to command a very high draft spot, where you could take someone much more valuable to, to your team, and sneak out a running back in a round or two after that, and then try to scoop Dylan later on, in hopes that either Jones gets hurt, or you see Dylan's upticks for usage, but I think this is just fucking bullshit, for Aaron Rodgers to do this to the Green Bay Packers. I think the fans should be pissed. I know I'm pissed. Um, Yeah, it, it is what it is there. I guess next on the docket would have to be uh, Carson Wentz being traded to the Washington Commanders for what is looking like two third-round picks. So I'm curious to see what you guys feel, you know, you guys and girls feel about this one. Um, I love it. I love it if I'm Washington. I think this really kind of screws Indy. Two third-round picks, unless they can spin those into a team like the Jets or the Eagles that have 400 fucking first-round picks. I'm pretty sure there's like three teams in the first round. There's more than that, but you catch my drift. Certain teams have several picks in the first round. And if I'm a team like Indy, who just didn't make a move like that, unless they know they're getting uh, a quarterback in free agency that uh, out of fucking nowhere, because um, they definitely don't have the QB in the future, uh, of the future on their team right now. Okay, I can't even tell you the backup. Um, I'm gonna try to spin some draft picks in our first round and try it that way, but I predict some, you know, some more movement from them going forward. I think Carson Wentz is exactly what Washington needs. I think he's a young version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's gonna give you the great games. He's gonna give you the terrible games because he plays with heart. I think he play- he makes a lot of plays, and if you if you guys listen to Pat you know, the Pat McAfee show. He's talked about it several times. Carson Wentz plays like he's gonna kill himself every single fucking play. His body is on the line every fucking play, and it's horrifying to watch as a fan of the team. It's amazing to watch if you're not if you have nothing invested in him. Um, I think he's gonna come in and click with uh, Terry McLaurin immediately. I think he's gonna be that gunslinger that Washington loves so much. I wouldn't be surprised if we still see Fitzmagic on the team because Wentz is infamous for being hurt, and I think that would be the best scenario, let Fitzmagic come in for a couple games. But I I think that this makes Wentz a very... A, a, it's a positive move for him. I don't see how it's not. There's no way, in my opinion, it's a negative move. Um... 'Cause I mean, I think just the team overall is is better. I, I would say defensively really makes it. Offensively I think they're pretty even. Uh if Antonio Gibson can stay healthy, which we'll be doing a whole running back segment on this because if <laughs> if you paid any attention last year, it was a fucking mess at running back. I won the league and lost Derek Henry. That still somehow fucking happened. And I'm not even mad. To brag about that. I think that is bragworthy. Um, but yeah, that's my little plug there. But no, I-, I love the Carson Wentz trade. I think he goes, I think he gels with Ron Rivera immediately. I think Rivera trusts him. I think this is a franchise that's been mocked and looked at and laughed at with the name changes and the flip flops and the names and a guy named Taylor Heineke playing quarterback and if I haven't pronounced that correctly. Um I, and Wentz is a guy who's who was supposed to be a franchise quarterback in Philly got kind of bounced, and now he's getting bounced again for two third-round picks, which in trades is nothing. You know, because I'm going to follow the, my, the next trade, and it just shows you that Indy did not view Carson Wentz as, and neither, you know, I mean, Washington's obviously not going to overpay if they don't have to, but... To me, it views it says that in the NFL's eyes, Wentz isn't a a top quarterback. So I think you're going to see him come out this year and really just fucking hang it out and show him and show you that he can play. The question is, can he do it not get hurt? Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a, a great trade. I you know even with Mac Jones, I would still give two third round picks for him because I think that you know, that's a, a steal. He can he can start in the NFL. He has the ability for you know to start. Just a matter of can you get him to calm down a little bit? He's almost like a little Chihuahua, or if you give a five-year-old some Fun Dip and then throw him at a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. That's essentially what what Carson Wentz is. You know, can we calm him down? Can we rein him in? If Ron Rivera can can you know tame him, I think he does wonders for Washington, and he's very Kirk Cousins-esque in that sense of what they wanted and what he can be. So we'll see, but I definitely would uh, would be interested in taking wins this year if I'm looking to draft a quarterback. I think Terry McLaurin's numbers just continue to stay atop and do nothing but the, but grow, I believe. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if they can bring some talent in around them now as far as a second receiver. Maybe a Jameis Crowder reunion. Pretty sure he's on that team. I don't know. That motherfucker is just quiet, I feel like. He's been randomly here and there. But we'll see. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. And then lastly, last but certainly not least, was the trade that rocked the NFL That I have to actually read off due to the simple fact that there is just so much moving parts. And it's only for really one side. Because it is the Broncos and Seahawks agreeing to trade Russell fucking Wilson. Heard about it all last year. You know, I'm happy here, I'm not happy here, I'm happy here, I'm not happy here. Well, apparently he wasn't fucking happy there. And Denver who loves to go get themselves a veteran quarterback, did it with Peyton. John Elway loves him a nice veteran quarterback. I, why not? If it works, it works. They, the Broncos, got went out and said, give me Russell Wilson and this year's fourth-round pick. That fourth-round pick was, was a deciding factor, folks. They don't give that. Fuck them. Trades off. But no, they get Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick In exchange, they have to give up Drew Locke, Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth round. So it's five total picks, a quarterback, a tight end, and a D-lineman, all of which, in my mind, in my opinion, have great potential. I had Noah Fant on my team, I believe, to start the year. And he was on people's teams this year. He was, at times, a viable streaming quarter, uh, tight end Sorry, with Teddy Bridgewater primarily a quarterback who I don't think is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I might be biased to the simple fact that Uh, I love Drew Locke because he was seen lip-syncing and dancing to a Chingy and Jay-Z video, I think it was, or TI. So, the minute I saw that, I was team Drew Locke immediately. But I actually love this trade more for Seattle. Uh, I fully believe that, at the very least, you get rid of a disgruntled player, you get... A very good. You get two first-round picks back to back years, and two second-round picks back to back years, on top of your picks, if you have any. So, first and foremost, anytime you can get picks, that's that's great. In the NFL, you want to build. Uh, I love Drew Locke. I think that he was just in a weird system that that didn't fit with him, and that they didn't trust him. They started Teddy Bridgewater. The guy wears a glove to throw the ball. Come on. No, stop that. Uh no, I love Drew Locke. I think if you give him a chance to actually learn and play, you know, he'll show you that he can be uh, you know, maybe not elite, but I think a Jimmy G type quarterback, good game manager, gets it done, you know, might have the occasional dumb mistake, but I think he can be more than sufficient, and hell he might even surprise you. But I think I you know I think you're really gonna see him excel now in this uh in this system. Now there has been talks about Tyler Lockett being on the table potentially now, so it'd be interesting to see where that goes. I would love to see them maybe, and this is just me kind of spitballing, bullshitting. Maybe you can see them trading Tyler Lockett and not either maybe be straight up or trade him for picks and then use some picks and get Amari Cooper to partner with D.K. Metcalf and Noah Fant for Drew Locke. Because if I'm the Seahawks and I'm Pete Carroll, and I think that Drew Locke is either A, my guy for the future, which I think he very well could be, or B, just at least a very good gap quarterback till we find that guy. I'm still going to put, you know, going to use everything I can to put weapons around them. And I've never been a Tyler Lockett guy. I think the weird anomaly games he had last season were just, just that, fucking anomalies. So, I say screw him. Highest bidder take him. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the Cowboys, and I'm gonna ask them what they want for Cooper. You know, I'd have to look at salary caps to see what fits and what doesn't fit Of it, you know, but whatever. But as we see with this shit now, with the Rogers deal and everything, salary caps don't fucking matter. You can rework deals and incentivize this and X, Y, that, and you can make money work. If I'm Seattle and I just got all these fucking picks, I'm now going, I'm now trading, Tyler locket within 24 hours, to the highest bidder, and I am calling Dallas, and I'm getting me Amari Cooper. And then from there, you focus on what running back you want between Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, whatever, and then you focus on your defense. But if you can have that, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, and Noah Fant, there's no reason why You don't set Drew Locke up for success. And if he's the guy that Pete Carroll might think he is, then that's how you fucking find out. You put him like that, you put him in that situation, and see if he thrives. Now, I was pushing for half an hour here, so it looks to me I got some time to fuck with. And, by the way, if I'm swearing a lot today, I apologize. I'm by myself. I'm just kind of going. It's off the top of the head primarily because I want it to be a reactionary video. So, if you don't like it, I don't care. It's swearing. They're words. It happens. With that being said, Patriots. I'm saving Minshew because, I'll be honest, I need way more than a few minutes. I that He gets his own episode. Sean can attest, I've been a Minshew fan since day one. I think if that man doesn't start in the NFL this year, it will be a fucking travesty with the Patriots. It has become clear that Bill Belichick has no idea how to draft an offense to save his life outside of maybe linemen. So good, you can draft fat dudes. Weird flex, but okay, Bill. Uh yeah, no, stop trying to draft offense. How's that sound? You trade for people. Sign people. Uh especially this year where you lost Josh McDaniels, who then just started fucking hacking your coaching staff. He said, You don't need these. You don't need him. You don't need him. So right now you are at your weakest point coaching wise. We had Adam Gase, who, if I recall correctly, is complete and utter garbage in the discussion. To be honest. So the fact that he, no, the fact that we're at that point, stop trying to draft questionables. Look at Nikhil Harry for crying out loud. You could have had DK Metcalf twice, and you didn't. Stop. Just stop. You can't do it. Okay, I can't play professional baseball, so I don't try. Bill, you can't draft offense, so fucking please stop trying. Trade people. Sign people. Amari Cooper's on the market. Tyler Lockett's on the market. I know I don't like him, but he's a reliable veteran at the very least. Juju's on the market. I could go on and on. Jamison Crowder, I could keep going. You need to sign people. Stop pulling the Kendrick fucking Bournes, the Nelson Aguilores, and those randos. Because they're no ones. They're nobodies. We need to get people that can catch... Hell, Cole Beasley apparently wants out. I know he's a little controversial and weird, but he's a veteran that can catch a football. Personally, I would love to see us bring, bring in... Juju, Jamison Crowder, Braxton Berrios, fuck everyone else on our uh, on our receiving court. I don't care about them. If you can keep Jacoby Myers, fine. But no one has really impressed me enough to show me that they have potential to be anything more than a fill-in receiver who has meh games. You put you put anyone besides Jacoby Myers. And born and Aguilor on any other team, and they barely make the roster. And those three and those guys aren't exactly studs on any other team either. So, quite frankly, it's fucking time you know we get receivers. I'm hearing talks about trading Mac Jones. Who is he throwing the football to? Hunter Henry is our best receiver. Let's say that again. Hunter Henry is our best receiver. Listen, just because we had Gronk doesn't mean that every fucking tight end after him is Gronk. Okay? And, the, and I'm not saying Henry's a bad tight end. But he's not a receiver. And he shouldn't be our best receiver. It it blows my mind that people just are so quick to try to Want the Tom Brady's and the Gronks and the You're not going to fucking get that. And be realistic. Okay. Do I want it too? Yeah. Who doesn't? Be realistic. You can have a bunch of damn good people. You don't need the guy at every position. Can you get there eventually? Maybe. But you got to start with fucking people. They can actually play their... Nikhil Harry should not be on a football field. At all. He has no business playing football. He can't get separation. He's a stage 5 clinger to the defensive backs. My man needs to be converted to defensive back now that we apparently also want to get rid of J.C. Jackson. Which still pisses me off because you lost Stefan Gilmore. You, every... Every big name, like, guy you've had, you refuse to pay. Unless it's like a one or two year deal. Darrell Rebus. What, What are you trying to achieve here? Okay, Bill, we're done seeing how cool it is that you can use fucking nobodies and make them into somebodies. We like somebodies. So it's okay if you want to keep good people and give them the, you know, the money for it. We'll allow it. We're cool with it. We get it. So with that being said, uh, I want to take this last couple of seconds to just thank you guys, you know, FGT Nation as a whole, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, just thank you guys for, for listening, for supporting Sean and I's dream, and I really just thank you. If I'm yelling, I'm sorry. I got a little worked up. Um, I give a damn. So this wasn't recorded in the usual studio in the usual setting, so if the quality's different, I apologize. Feel free to bash me, rash me, make fun of me whatever you want. Uh, you know just as long as you're talking about me, that's all I care about, right? So thank you again and make sure to give us a like, a share, a follow, all that fun stuff. And find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, on Facebook, FGT underscore podcast. You'll see two goofy-looking bastards. That is me and Sean. So if you've tuned in this far, thank you very much. And have a great one, everyone. Peace.